I'm speaking with Taylor Wolf, um, administrative analyst with Nevada County. And, uh, well, we haven't had a talk for a week or so, but there's always new information. So I thought I would touch in with you uh, uh, concerning the COVID uh, situation. Uh, first of all, what are the current trends and numbers and how do they look? Yeah, so we had a holiday last week, our Thanksgiving holiday. Um, so our last update yesterday afternoon represented not only the weekend, but some of those holiday days, the Thursday and Friday. Um, but still, over this weekend, we saw an average of, you know, somewhere between 30 to 40 new cases per day um, since Thursday. And what really jumps out to me is since our last updates, we were just over 300 active COVID-19 cases throughout Nevada County at 307. Uh, but with the most recent update yesterday afternoon, Monday afternoon, we are just sitting just below 400 active cases in Nevada County. So uh, 395 active cases currently. So that is quite a significant jump. We're still seeing that increased community transmission. Uh, we're still seeing the same trends. So social gatherings and from those social gatherings, people bringing it back into their workplace and exposing others in that way. Uh, you know, we also expect to see another large increase in this in the next one to two weeks due to the Thanksgiving holiday. We're seeing an increase in our active hospitalizations. Our update from yesterday reads that we have 20 active hospitalizations in Nevada County. Um, that is between the two major hospitals we have here in Nevada County, both Sierra Nevada Memorial Hospital and Tahoe Forest Hospital up in Truckee. Um, but the governor had a really interesting press conference yesterday where he talked a lot about our health systems, our hospital systems, and ICU capacity for the greater Sacramento area. Um, their projections are currently saying that in late December, we'll be meeting that ICU capacity. Um, and that roughly 12% of daily cases may be hospitalized after two weeks of reporting. So, you know, we're also trying to share with our community, too, that the state is socializing the idea of another stay-at-home order at this point due to this trend of meeting ICO capacity in California counties. Um, amongst all of this, there is a little bit of a light at the end of the tunnel with more news on vaccines coming out, but... Uh, truly, right now, as we're seeing this very high community transmission, the highest we've seen yet since the pandemic started, uh, we do have to be diligent about slowing the spread, um, especially as we're seeing these increased hospitalizations. It's all about impacting, slowing the impacts to those that are most vulnerable um, and really taking care of one another. And how we do that is wearing a mask, refraining from those social gatherings, washing our hands. Um, and keeping those good hygiene habits. So uh, that information there is not new, but maybe people got a little lax, uh, you know, on it, and maybe that, uh, I mean, numbers have jumped everywhere, not just here. So, you know, I guess we right. can't say we're any different than anybody uh, anybody else. Um, let's talk just a, a little bit about testing. Uh, it, what should someone do if they if they do test positive? This is a great question right now. Um, you know, we do have a contract tracing system in process with our public health nurses, um, but we are inundated with, with how high the community transmission is happening right now. Um, so we really want to educate people and people to know what they should do if they do get a positive test 
or they were a close contact to someone who had a positive COVID-19 test. So the first thing that you should do is isolate immediately. If you test positive for COVID-19, it's called isolation. And if you are a close contact to someone who tested positive, it's called quarantine, which I think is the phrase most of us are familiar with. Uh, we ask that you continue to isolate if you test positive while you are infectious. Um, you want to share the quarantine guidance with your close contacts and with everyone in your household. Uh, you should They should quarantine for 14 days, that two-week period we're used to hearing about. Um, and a close contact, I think it's also uh, good to to know and recognize the definition of a close contact. Um, it is the within 15 minutes of a 24-hour period. So let's say maybe, let's take the example of a workplace exposure. If a coworker of yours, if you were within six feet of them for 15 minutes throughout a 24-hour period, so that could be uh, three five-minute exposures, for example, that would qualify you as a close contact and you'll want to quarantine yourself for 14 days uh, from that exposure. Well, what COVID testing is currently available? So we were seeing uh, testing be a little bit more impacted recently. Um, it has started to open up a little bit. Early this morning, I logged in to lhi.care slash COVID testing to see what appointments were open at the local Grass Valley Vets Hall site. There was appointments available this morning at 1 p.m. today. So it seems like that testing availability is opening up and is more readily available. Um, again, people can go and sign up for a COVID-19 test, especially if they're um, seeing COVID-like symptoms or have a known close contact. Go ahead and visit LHI period care slash COVID testing or call 1-888-634-1123. Uh, we continue to work with the state to increase the amount of testing we can provide throughout the week, and we'll have more details on that soon. Um, but we'd like to remind people, too, if, if you are trying to get tested because you are exhibiting symptoms or you do have a known close contact, please remember to stay home and limit your interactions in public places uh, until you are able to get tested and receive your results. I understand there may be uh, some new guidelines about uh, businesses, particularly restaurants, concerning uh, their kind of outdoor structures, their tents. Or, that's a good way to put it. Um, I know the information is still coming in, but do you, can you share some information that you know about that at this time? Absolutely. So I would say this is um, a little bit of good news coming out from the state, the change in this guidance. Of course, we... We want to stay safe and limit the spread of COVID-19, but previously, uh, before this last update on outdoor structure guidance, uh, the, the state was saying only one-sided tents are allowed to allow for airflow. Um, really kudos to many, many of our restaurants in our downtown areas who have done a great job getting heaters out in their outdoor areas and tents up that comply um, with these rules, but in the new guidance from the state, it does say that two sides or 50% of the structure uh, can be covered with tent walls, let's say. 
Um, but they do have to be non-adjacent with the ultimate goal being that airflow can still come through and help limit that spread of COVID-19. Well, I'm, I'm sure impressed with uh, a lot of the businesses and restaurants, how cleverly they've adapted to everything. And, yeah, so that's a good thing. Well, my goodness. Uh, oh, one more question. What are some other ways small businesses could seek support if they need information or what kind of support might be available to them? Yeah, so there's some, some exciting and good news here as well. You know, I think over the last um, – eight months throughout this pandemic, um, our Nevada County Relief Fund has been able to uh, give over, you know, I think we're nearing 800,000 in grants to over 100 businesses and nonprofits. We're also able to get over uh, 2.5 million out in grants to seven different anchor institutions. And we just wrapped up the Environmental Health Permit Fee Waiver Program we do still have other support systems going on and new ones being announced at the state level. So our PPE distribution is still going on. If any business owners or managers are tuning in and maybe need some extra masks or hand sanitizer, please visit our website, mynevadacounty.com slash PPE. Um, you know, throughout the PPE distribution so far this year, we've already distributed 2,600 gallons of hand sanitizer and over 300,000 masks. So just, again, huge kudos and thank you to our business community for um, putting the health and safety of both their employees and the community first, and we want to encourage our businesses to do so by providing some of these resources. In yesterday's press conference from the state, uh, the governor also announced uh, different relief funds for businesses, too. So uh, some of the information coming down is uh, sales tax deferrals for businesses um, and then also some emergency business relief packages. So that includes grants up to 25000 for small businesses and nonprofits and cultural institutions. Um, and they're really focusing for many of these efforts on industries that have been the most impacted. So that includes restaurants, bars, hair salons, um, and those types of industries. They also have information on the state website. It's the same website that many businesses may be familiar with uh, going to look up the state guidance under the tier system. Uh, they can find these business relief resources as well at covid19.ca.gov. Well, Taylor, thank you so much for speaking with KVMR, and, and thank you so much for for you and the other folks there at the county for keeping us so well informed. And I'll talk to you soon. Sounds good, Paul. Thank you.